We are joined today on the Vikings podcast with a student athlete, switching it up a little bit from a couple coaches we've talked to. But we are joined by track and field javelin extraordinaire Amanda Short, who's going to be a super senior in 2021. Amanda, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Uh, Really looking forward to talking to you today, and uh, let's get this started. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about where you're from and what brought you to Western. You have a little bit of an interesting background and story. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Lebanon. It's a small town in Northwest Oregon, about one hour and 15 minutes south of Portland. I'm on I-5 for 95% of the drive, and it takes me about six hours to get home on a good day. I basically grew up there, moved to Lebanon from Southern Oregon, where I started first grade. But I was born in Honduras, and that's a whole other story. Um, as you know, I started college at Western Oregon University and competed on the volleyball and track teams there. So I knew of Western Washington well, whether I was traveling to Bellingham to compete or hosting them in Monmouth. They were always the toughest competitors and just really kind. My javelin coach now, Ben Sundland, was my coach there for a couple years. I got injured badly, then the next season injured again got surgery, then he made his way back to Western. Um, I knew I had more to learn about Javelin and was really inspired by him and the potential he saw in me. And I valued the Western program and what it stood for. And I knew how respected they were at a national level and I really wanted to be a part of it. It's a great school for what I wanted to study and athletics, so it was a really easy choice. Awesome, well, we are so excited to have you part of our family. I'm gonna switch it up and add a question here. You are from Oregon, down Lebanon, down in that area, and obviously a lot of things in the news lately have been the wildfires. Have you seen some video of places you're familiar with that unfortunately have been devastated by this natural disaster? Yeah, unfortunately, I've, I've seen a lot of video, especially from the eastern part of Oregon and obviously Washington. But um, luckily, no one that I know directly has been impacted by it, so I'm praying for their safety. But um, yeah, it's awful what is happening, and it's really unclear as to why it's happening, um, but I know climate change is a real thing, so um, yeah, just praying for all my family's safety and hoping that the rain comes soon, because I know that's what Oregon does best. Yeah, well, going back to kind of on script here, but track and field, and specifically throwing events running your family, and you briefly mentioned it about Honduras, and we can talk a little bit about that, about that but your brother um is a uh, shot put thrower and a really good one i believe he's over at the university of idaho talk a little bit about what your brother has been up to and uh, the battle that the the short siblings have in the throwing community <laughs> yeah i would say yes my um throwing events run in my family but my older siblings enjoy different sports and so did my parents but my younger brother and zach have just been fortunate enough to start sports at a young age so we've been in the track and field scene for a while and we've tried out um a bunch of different events in track and field and actually grew up playing a lot of different sports. Uh, We were never advised or nudged to specialize too early too so that was a huge blessing. Between the two of us we played soccer, volleyball, basketball and we enjoyed track and field at the high school level and the college level or the club level and college level. Um, Zach was a big soccer player and he was heavily trained for strength and endurance so he was super lightweight and quick. Basically he ended up taking that energy and putting it under the bar in the weight room, started eating more, training for the throws, and improving his technique the whole time. Shot put and discus were his main events. Then he gained 60 pounds in a matter of months, literally 
soccer in the fall to track in the spring, he gained 60 pounds and he wasn't slow or sloppy. He was throwing out of the pit. There was a high school he threw at that had to build a bigger pit because whenever he threw there, they just knew that shot put was like long gone. Um, he developed into the power athlete that led him to Wen State that year, actually, in shot put. And again, the following year, his senior year. And yeah, he made it to the University of Idaho on a full ride through some big time PRs in the indoor and outdoor seasons. He um, started working with Honduras track and field, actually. Um, and that's what got him to Mexico and Peru to compete there. And he lost out on his senior year too this March. So he didn't get to close out his indoor season or attempt to hit the qualifying mark for the Olympic Games in Tokyo. So he took some time off from training and moved back to our hometown. He's finishing his teaching internship. And I know he has some really big goals for this upcoming year. So there just isn't enough to say about his work ethic. And I know he's training again now. So I'm excited to see what he does next. Do you ever have any ambitions of maybe trying to um, compete internationally? Either I know there's there's been some Western athletes that have done that, the U.S. Olympic trials, but also under that other Honduras. Is that a possibility for you in the future? Um, that's definitely a possibility. I know they've reached out to Zach um, and asking about me, and they're very kind people. And I don't know. It's It might be in the cards for me. You mentioned an important thing about when you're growing up, uh, you guys played a lot of sports and that's a big thing these days about not sports specialization and being a kinesiology major and being familiar with it. How important is that to urge kids to not just focus on one sport and to be as well-rounded as possible? Uh, it's so important. I mean, that's just something that was drilled to me in any of my like human development classes and motor learning classes that I've taken um, as an undergrad. But I know personally playing all those sports and getting all those relationships and just experiencing different movement patterns has just been so beneficial to like my athleticism and getting me to college and having that background in the weight room. Also, um, I started weight training at a younger age, which also has some controversy around that. Um, I just know it's helped me develop um, into the power athlete I needed to be. And um, I think it's super important for children to gain all those experiences. Um, but I've seen, I've seen people specialize at a young age and have that be super beneficial too. So um, just having the right coaching and the right people around you, I think is the most important thing. Now you were, you were a two sport athlete at Western Oregon, volleyball in the fall and uh, track and field uh, kind of in the spring. And you, you know, you did it at a high level. You, you competed at the NCAA championships, I believe as a freshman in the javelin while also playing volleyball. How did you balance that um, with school and, you know, college, the adjustment to college, how did you balance all those things uh, when you did it? Honestly, I have always loved to learn. I was already a multi-sport athlete in high school, so academics have always come first, and I learned that pretty early on. I took a lot of advanced classes and enjoyed them and was excited to get even more specific with my studies in college. It sounds cliche, but I needed to prioritize my time, right? I loved a well laid out planner. I <laughs> didn't have a huge social life, but um, I did all the sports and activities that I wanted to do and still got the straight A's and made it to Western Oregon. Um, they have a super small campus and small class sizes, so I got real familiar with a new schedule and new level learning really quick. I was fortunate enough to enjoy the material I was studying and my professors. I was able to openly communicate with them about my schedule and traveling and I actually had a lot of support from the faculty there, which was 
awesome to see them at my games or at track meets. And um, ultimately, for me, I just had to accept that my schedule would not look the same quarter to quarter with volleyball in the fall and off-season, preseason training in the winter and then track in the spring. It was just, I had to learn early on that I wasn't afraid of change and a full schedule and I just had to plan all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, give us a scouting report on Amanda Short, the volleyball player. What position did he play? And, uh, you know, an <laughs> add-on question, how much do you miss playing that sport? Oh my gosh. I, I was an outside hitter, which you wouldn't guess for my height, but um, I miss it so much. I had played volleyball most of my life when I gave it up, and now I look for ways to still play that fit into my schedule. Um, recently, I played a little city ball this winter, and I loved it. I loved the atmosphere and getting to know new people, and I hope to do it again. And um, I mean, I, I could see myself working around volleyball in the future, so I miss it a lot. <laughs> We see you in the stands a lot at Western Volleyball game matches. You know, our, uh, our team is uber successful, and there are a lot of fun games to go to. How much do you enjoy watching them play? I know you played against them in college for a couple of years, but how fun is it to, to be part of the stands in Carver and watch them compete? It's so much fun. I love that atmosphere as well. I mean, the first few games I watched in 2017 um, as a Western student when I first came here was definitely weird. Watching the teams in the GNAC that I played every week and – already knowing certain players or other coaches was also kind of cool to explain to people sitting next to me, but I quickly felt a sense of belonging. You know, Western has this atmosphere that makes you feel like a part of the game, even if you're not one of the players. You matter, and the people in the stands and the band matter, and after I got past the wanting to be out there every play and cheering for a team I used to play against, I looked forward to watching the games every week uh, with my new friends and my teammates. Yeah, track and field represents at those matches. We, uh, I know that the, the team appreciates it. And, you know, when they went to the national championship uh, two years ago, the, the cross-country team was always back in Pittsburgh, also back in oh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, uh, and, man, they showed out. It was pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, tell, us, tell us a little country. bit about your major here at Western. And, uh, you know, you're going to be a super senior in 2021 <laughs> and finishing up. looks like you're pursuing your master's. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you're pursuing in the classroom and maybe your future profession goals. Right. I just graduated with my undergraduate's degree in kinesiology with a minor in psych uh, this spring. So I am coming back to Western for my master's in exercise science this fall. And I've just decided I enjoy way too many topics in kinesiology and exercise science to really know just yet um, as to what I want to do. But I'm also going to be an exercise physiology teaching assistant this school year. So I know a lot of my interest lies in there. Um, exercise physiology focuses mainly on like the body's responses to exercise so I could see myself possibly working in a clinical setting like cardiac rehab. Cool well I know that anyone that gets you is gonna be lucky and we, uh, we're lucky to have you one more <laughs> year um, but at Western you know you are part of I'm gonna say it, it's a world-class javelin throwing program we sometimes throw out the terms javelin you there's been All-Americans there's been national champions uh, it seems like every year there's four or five of you heading to nationals how cool is it to follow in the footsteps of, of the national champions and the All-Americans like Bethany and Katie Riker and Monica Grinzilic? Um, how special is that and for you to be a part of and adding your name to that All-American list? It's super cool and it's a responsibility. You are called to carry yourself with confidence and a sense of ownership every day of your training, like uh, walking on campus and walking through the airport and walking through walking to your classrooms and interacting with other students at Western. 
no one asks you to, but you definitely feel it. And it's not something to take lightly, but it's super necessary to make your experience your own and leave your legacy and not get caught up in what happened years ago. I look up to a four-time All-American Katie Reichert. Yeah. We've lived together. We train when we can together since she's competing post-collegiate. And I consider her one of my best friends. She poured her heart into the program and it's definitely showed. And it inspires me to do the same in my training with my goals with the time I have left at Western this last year. And I've said it before, I've wanted to contribute to a program with a history of excellence and tradition. And I have that now. And she's definitely showed me around and I'm super thankful for that. Well, you did earn All-America honors in 2019 at Nationals and you were uh, well on your way to a repeat of that and hopefully a little bit higher in 2020. You had a a great mark in your season opener in 2020 before the COVID came in, but how special was it for you to earn that All-America honor knowing, I mean, you know, you went, like you mentioned earlier, you went through a couple injuries and you went through moving schools. How, how special was that moment to, to get, to get the All-America certificate? It was surreal to finally represent WW at the national level. I felt giddy all year just being able to put my jersey on again and, I had prepared for that 2019 season for the last two years following my elbow surgery in 2017. The last time I had competed at nationals or competed a full year in track and field without injury was my freshman season in 2015. So it was special in so many ways and it took many, many people who cared for me, believed in me and stood by me through all the ups and downs related to transferring schools and rehab and coming back to training and competition. I had a lot of unlearning to do with my technique and my mindset that I was learning something new about javelin or myself literally every day. I was never disappointed about that. I came out of the season with more than just a finish. I was moving better, getting stronger, talking to myself more positively and building these relationships that will last a lifetime. Awesome. You, uh, you mentioned a few names earlier um, that have helped you on your journey to Bellingham and you know, back to the javelin competition, but uh, how much has Ben Stensland helped you? Um, also, you mentioned Katie Reichert, who is a best friend of yours, and even Pee Wee. How have they helped on your journey back to competition and the support they've provided? Yeah, um, I, I mean, I competed against Katie when I was at Western Oregon only for a year, so I only knew of her um, but Ben actually got me in contact with her and, and was like, hey, she's looking for someone to live with. And that's honestly how it all started. And I had no idea what I was getting into, but um, she's been super fun and quirky and, and has matched my energy levels perfectly. And I love learning from her. Um, but as for Ben, um, he's had an understanding of who I was and my athletic journey prior to coming to Western Washington because of our time at Western Oregon. Uh, he is someone I've been able to confide in openly about my fears my expectations, my limitations, my goals, you name it. And thankfully, he has always been real with me in return and had my best interest in mind as a person. I worked with him a lot uh, on the field and the weight room, but it was the day-to-day -day conversations we had that shaped how I viewed myself following injuries. I started changing how I was approaching my everyday life, more confident, more aware of my self-talk, and uh, that really turned my outlook on being a student athlete around. I was more than just a javelin thrower. And Pee Wee is always around to cheer me on, have a good talk, and for that comedic relief I didn't know I needed uh, on a hard day. And on a serious note, he took me in, met with my family in July 2017, which was just a month after my surgery. 
I'm in a sling sitting at his desk and he told me I was welcome here. And I told him that they could count on me to make a full recovery and they didn't have to believe in me, but they did without a second thought. And I will always be grateful for that and the opportunity to start a new chapter at Western. How would you describe your little javelin unit um, that you get to train with every day that, um, whether it be Costell or, you know, Hannah or uh, Natalie, there's a, there's been so many great ones that you've just got to know over the last three years, but how would you describe your little community? We've seen pictures of you having barbecues together and um, it, it very much seems like a family. It is like a little family and we make up such a big portion of the field team on, on Western track and field team. So um, we have a big responsibility to show up and be our best. And um, I think this last year we've got really close and I think we'll get even closer through all of this crazy training through the pandemic. But um, I wouldn't want to be out there with anyone else. They're hard workers and they're passionate about what they do outside of track. And yeah, I love it. Awesome. And you're very active in the community, both on campus and in Bellingham. Tell us about your job at the Bellingham Tennis Club and what other activities you like to do around uh, Whatcom County and Bellingham. Um, as for the activities I like to do about around Whatcom County, um, anything that has to do with food. I love finding new food places. Um, but just recently, since you know the trails and stuff opened back up, I've loved going on hikes and just being outdoors and taking a friend along um, or my dog along has been super awesome. Um, as for the Bellingham Training and Tennis Club, uh, they've allowed me to wear so many hats. Over the three years I worked there, I was able to develop and take on new projects, new positions, uh, being on the fitness staff there was awesome. And being involved with many community outreach opportunities like the Jingle Bell Run here in Bellingham, um, Ski to See, and multiple food and clothing and toy drives. Um, my manager was very flexible with my schedule, so that was a huge blessing. I, I had new shifts every quarter, but I'd wake up at 4 to 4.15 a.m. about two to three days a week to work there, and honestly, it was by far my favorite shift. I'd get off before my classes and then go to practice right after. Some days would be super long, but I loved waking up with the members there because they're so inspiring and they care about my well-being and it was an atmosphere I'm really fond of. And um, I, honestly, I've just felt so lucky to get to know the community through health and fitness and the whole team there at BTTC was always supportive and caring and actually have helped the whole staff through this pandemic in really big ways. Maybe you can give us a scouting report on tennis player Carmen Dolfo sometime down the road. I hear she's pretty good. I see her there all the time. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, speaking of the pandemic, what have been your, some of your go-to activities during this time? Um, obviously, it's um, trying for everyone, but what are some things that you filled your time with um, during this unusual time? Um, I've gotten in the kitchen more. I've started reading more. Um, I already mentioned that I've been taking my puppy Millie on daily walks and just getting on the trails. I've actually had a lot of the hikes that I've done on my bucket list for three years now since I moved here. So finally checking off Oyster Dome was huge for me. Awesome. We're going to go into a little bit of a lightning round now. It's kind of fun. Uh, some quick questions yes. and we'll, we'll enjoy these answers from you. But first of all, what is Amanda's favorite sports team? USA Gymnastics. Ooh, that's a good one. Like that. Yeah. I didn't see that one coming. Really? Did not I see that one coming. It. That is, that is phenomenal. So you're a big Olympics <laughs> fan then. Yeah, I, would, I mean, Team USA in track and field is awesome, too. But, yeah, I just grew up watching USA Gymnastics. I love Sean Johnson, even though she's retired now. But, yeah, it intrigued me. Awesome. 
what is your go-to dining spot, either back home in Oregon or up here in Bellingham? Oof, I was not thinking back home, but honestly, I would say anything in Fairhaven, Bellingham probably trumped back home <laughs> for this one. Mambo Italiano in Fairhaven is by far my favorite. What? You mentioned you're getting back in the kitchen a little bit. Uh, favorite meal to make? Pizza. <laughs> Are you a uh, make-your-own-crust person or, you know, go buy it? What, what's, what's the scouting report on Amanda's pizza? Honestly, bread flour and, yeah, that's all you need. Or awesome. yeast and water, and we just make our own, make our own crust. Toppings, you just kind of vary it day to day? Uh, I definitely like a good, like, Hawaiian style, like Canadian bacon, pineapple, that stuff. And don't forget cilantro on your pizza. Oh, I, I hear you there. We have pizza Fridays at our house, so I might, oh, need, to, nice. might need to get some uh, ideas from you. You mentioned you've been on the trails. What's favorite hike around Bellingham? I know you could probably list like seven of them, but what are your favorite two hikes in Bellingham? Mm. Honestly, I would say Fragrance Lake because it was super approachable and still beautiful and Oyster Dome because of the views, but that 2000 foot elevation gain is no joke. (laughs) Dream vacation spot. Rome, Italy. Ever since I saw uh, Lizzie McGuire movie when I was little. Me and my sister had made a pact that we're gonna go there. So, Rome, Italy. Outstanding. Favorite movie? Ten Things I Hate About You. I like it. <laughs> Best book you've read lately? Roar by Stacey Sims. Okay. Page Turner just couldn't put it down? Um, yeah, it's about female physiology, basically. So it's a lot about nutrition and uh, working with the female body, basically. So it's a good read. Yeah. Is that is it one of those books you take a lot of notes on, have a lot of highlight marks? Yes. Yes. Like every page. It's super relatable, obviously. It's, I mean, female physiology, but pretty applicable stuff. All right. And do you have a favorite quote that you, you know, write down on a notebook or that you go to if you're having a, a you know, a tough day that, that lifts you up? Um, yes, I, I would say I have so many favorites. Um, I love being inspired by quotes, but anything from Brene Brown, uh, she said, vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weakness. That is amazing. Well, that was a great question to end on. I'm telling you, for those that don't know Amanda, they now do, but, um, just one of our amazing (laughs) student athletes that we get to know, um, and thank you for joining us on this. We can't wait to see you back in Carver Gym. Can't wait to see you back uh, pursuing your master's, which will start probably pretty soon online. And then, gosh darn it, I hope we get to see you throw a javelin uh, come uh, March, April, May, and June. Yeah, you and me both, Jess. Well, thanks for catching up. All right. <laughs> Look for this on www.vikings.com, and thanks to Amanda Short for joining us. Thank you. Go Vikes.